Hey now, and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. So someone recently told me that this year we're pretty woo-woo here on the podcast. Well, to that I say, let the woo-woo continue. (laughs) Holistic time management. It's a comprehensive and integrated approach to organizing and utilizing time, considering various aspects of your life that include your professional responsibilities, In human services and social work, holistic time management, it prioritizes professional tasks, your personal well-being, and radical self-care. This approach acknowledges the interconnectedness and different aspects of life and aim to balance your work responsibilities with the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and social aspects of radical self-care. I told you this year, we're going to be talking about radical self-care because I truly believe that people who are doing people work, we have got to be showing up better for ourselves. So when you think of holistic time management, or when you even think of the word holistic, I know you might think it's woo-woo and welcome to the woo-woo club, but holistic is in totality. When discussing time management, particularly in the holistic sense, it's essential to acknowledge the significant impact that cultural values can have on how individuals even perceive time management, especially regarding their professional lives. Priorities can vary significantly across cultures, with some prioritizing professional success, while others emphasize family, community, or personal well-being. Holistic time management, it has to align with cultural values for effectiveness, requiring acknowledgement for all cultures and their contributions. Just because someone might value family, community, and personal well-being, it doesn't mean that they're not successful. And although someone might not put family, community, and personal well-being up front and might put professional success that might be the emphasis. It doesn't mean that they don't also value family, community, and personal well-being. And I think if you are coming from cultures where we are putting those things ahead of one another, I think we can learn from different cultures in that aspect when it comes to holistic time management. So let's go over some strategies today for managing time holistically while prioritizing radical self-care. So the first thing is identify your core values. I think this is something that has resonated the past two months. We have to identify our core values. You know, you gain clarity on your core values, both in your personal and your professional life. Use this understanding to prioritize activities that align with your values, including What does radical self-care actually mean to you? How does that look for your life? How has that looked in your life in the past? And how has that looked in your life growing up? You know, I had to take a really good look at 
what radical self-care or even what self-care even looked like for me as a child. And I don't even think I ever saw individuals in my family growing up practicing radical self-care or self-care for that matter. I saw individuals Again, I think I shared this on the podcast before that I was raised with my grandparents and my grandfather was a big advocate of work, work, work. He was the first person who kind of introduced this grind culture to me. Like you must work hard. And I saw him do that. I saw him do that all of his life. I do remember when he retired, but even when he retired, he still worked. So next is create a balanced schedule. Ensure balance by designing a schedule that integrates your work task, your radical self-care activities, and your personal commitments. Make sure that everything gets the attention that it deserves. If work is getting more attention than things that bring you joy or things that feed your soul, that's not balance. We talked about this last week. And we talked about it the week before. We talked about it the week before more than last week. Because last week we talked about the art of saying no. But the week before that, we talked about boundaries. Set clear boundaries. It's essential to clearly define boundaries between work hours and personal time to avoid allowing work-related tasks to encroach upon personal time. Remember, we're talking about holistic time management, and you have to ensure that you are incorporating this in every aspect of your life. So time management, yes, it's good for your personal life, but it's even more essential for your work life. It is essential to learn, we talked about this last week, when to say no. This will help you to avoid overcommitting and spreading yourself too thin. Next is That's all we're talking about this year. Prioritize radical self-care. You know, schedule regular breaks throughout the day to recharge yourself, recharge yourself mentally, recharge yourself physically, take short walks down the street or even throughout the office if you need to. Practice deep breathing or mindfulness throughout the day. You know, setting aside dedicated time slots for activities in your life, like exercise or hobbies. What feeds your soul? What what book are you reading? Please let me know because y'all know I'm all about the books. Or what are you doing to relax? What's your favorite scent? What relaxes you? Is it lavender? Is it sage? You know, is it lemon? Is it something from the Passionate Stewardship Box? You know, what is it that relaxes you? This will help you prioritize your well-being and ensure that you have time to engage in the activities that nourish your mind and your body, that feed your soul, and that absolutely bring you joy. One of the things that I absolutely love to do every Saturday, every Sunday, and it absolutely feeds my soul, is get on the video with family and just laugh laugh, laugh. A couple weeks ago, me and friends to the show, Brittany and Uncle Brooke, we sat, it was a Sunday, we sat on video and laughed so hard that I couldn't breathe. 
time, Brooke had to run to the bathroom. We laughed so hard. And that not just nourished my soul, but it nourished my mind. It nourished my body. Laughing is healthy. Smiling is healthy. It was so good to just be. I didn't think about anything or anybody. I was in the moment with my girls and just had a, when I tell you we laughed, oh my God, we can't even tell y'all why we was laughing. Even though I remember, but we laughed so hard. Next is batch task. It's efficient to group similar tasks and tackle them during dedicated time slots, minimizing context switching. If you batch your task, I think I mentioned this last week when I have reports that are due. Batching those reports together It allows me to focus and it allows me to put those high priority tasks together. It is essential to focus on completing tasks of high priority and that align with your professional and personal goals. This being when you put your focus on completing those tasks that are high priority, think about it. You give it your all. You put your all into it. When you batch those tasks together, you can give your focus on the task at hand. This will help you succeed in both areas and make the most of your time because you are focused on, again, the task at hand and you know everything that needs to be focused on in that moment. And it helps you block out everything else around you. Next, which is an area that I struggle with, utilizing technology. Although I struggle with technology, I do use it and I am learning to use it even more. Stay organized and on top of deadlines by utilizing technology tools such as calendar apps. I love a good calendar on my phone. I love a notes app on my phone. It allows me throughout my day. And if I think of something, especially if it's something related to my business outside of my daytime life, I can just go ahead and grab my phone and jot something down and just leave it be. Because I know if I made a note, I can focus on it later because during the day, my priority is my day job. I make time for my side business outside of work. But I open up my notes app, I'll make a note, or if something happens throughout the day, and I know that it will be really good podcast content, I'll make a note for that and I'll focus on it later. And they have task management apps and reminders. A lot of times when I am working with a consulting client, I will use a Gantt chart, which is really good to help outline a project. It's a good project management tool that I absolutely love. It helps me as a consultant outline and also manage my time but it also shows the client time management as far as the project is concerned. And also automating repetitive tasks can help you save time and focus on more critical activities. And that's really awesome in calendar apps, also in task management apps. And if you are so lucky to have an administrative assistant, or if you are so lucky to have an office manager, or even if you have a VA, it's really good to have maybe that person research some really good pieces of technology that you can use to help manage your time. Practice mindfulness. Please incorporate mindfulness techniques into your daily routine to stay present 
and to reduce stress. This can include some meditation throughout the day. Just close your office door. Or if you can't close your office door, if you don't have an office door, if you have a cubicle, maybe you can step away to an empty office for some quiet time. Or maybe you can just take a walk around the block. Or maybe you can just maybe put some ear pods in with some white noise or maybe use like the Calm app or one of those apps and just kind of zone out for a minute. Some meditation or some deep breathing exercises, you know, plant your feet, ground your feet on the floor and just practice some deep breathing. This reduces stress, you know, or other relaxation practices. This can be done both at work or even when you get home from work. It's essential to be mindful of your thoughts and emotions, taking breaks when necessary to clear your mind, especially when you are doing people work, because you are not just hearing the stuff that people are putting on you, but you are also absorbing their energy. You are also absorbing their energy. So it is important to clear your mind. It is important to do some deep meditation. It's important to do some deep breathing. You know, practicing mindfulness in your daily routine, it's essential. It really is. You know, fully engaging yourself in the present moment. Like just be present in those moments when you're sitting in silence or when you're doing deep breathing. This can improve the quality of your experience at work. It can improve your quality in practicing radical self-care mindfulness practices and your social interactions with your colleagues and when you get home with your family in the evening. Learn how to delegate responsibilities if you have the capability of delegating responsibilities. So if you are a frontline worker, you might not have that you know, you might not have that leeway to delegate responsibilities, but if you are an executive director or a program director or a program manager, you can delegate some responsibilities. You know, identify tasks that can be delegated to other colleagues or support staff. Bring up your time for more critical or specialized work. Now, I'll preface this by saying the next one. Well, I'm a preface. I should have. Well, I should have prefaced that one because I sometimes I have a problem with delegating work sometimes, and I have a problem with delegating work sometimes because I know my staff holds so much, and they sometimes are so busy. So you'll have all advocates out at court, and then a client will come in, and I just don't want a client sitting in the waiting room. So I might. Throw my hat in the ring and might go help a client. Right now, we are very short staffed. So today, I was, you know, helping out with some case management. And I know y'all sitting there like, but you're telling us, I know, I know, I know, I am the pot calling the kettle black. I get it. I'm a work in progress. (laughs) However, delegating responsibilities is really important. Again, we are really short staff right now, but I just don't want clients just sitting around and waiting for long periods of time, especially our clients. They are typically coming through our door because they are in crisis. And I think that's just really, really bad customer service. So create a work environment that promotes collaboration among team members, allowing them to support one another. And the staff where I work at, they do really, really good with supporting one another. But right now with covid still in these streets and the flu going around, we have been stretched very, very thin lately. And 
I'm not going to do that. I'm going to step in if I need to step in to support the same folks that support me on a daily basis. Engage in some regular reflection. Schedule regular time for self-reflection to assess your workload, priorities, and your own well-being. Adjust your schedule as needed to maintain the balance. And if you discover that you don't have the balance, then you use that self-reflection to get some balance, okay? Reflect on personal and professional goals and make necessary adjustments to align them with your values and aspirations. If you know that where you are now is not where you want to be, then it's time to sit and do some self-reflection. Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? More importantly, build yourself a support system. Have an accountability partner. Cultivate a robust, I mean, you need to have a ride or die, 10 toes down support system, whether it be your colleagues at work or your support system outside of work, or a combination of both. And this needs to be both in your personal and your professional life. You can have colleagues in your organization or in your office that support you, but you can also have colleagues outside of there that support you. So your support system can be both personal and professional, and it should be. This may include, again, your colleagues, your mentors, friends, families, but they should be individuals who not only offer encouragement, support, and assistance, but also individuals who can hold you accountable. If you need to be held accountable, you should have individuals in your life, both professionally and personally, that can let you know, like, hey, sis, I see you need to do some self-care, or I see you need to slow down, or I see you're not showing up as your best. What's going on? How can I support you? Or you told me if I felt that you needed to slow down, that I could come to you and let you know, I think you need to slow down. Well, this is me coming to you telling you, I think you need to slow down. Have and build a good support system. I think one of the important things about holistic time management is acknowledging that collectivism and individualism exist. And they are opposing concepts that refer to how people interact with society. You know, collectivism emphasizes the importance of the group over the individual, while individualism emphasizes individual freedom and autonomy over the group. In cultures that value collectivism, the group's objectives, the family, the community may be given more importance than individual aspirations. Therefore, time management techniques in such cultures should take into account group responsibilities as well as personal ones. Sometimes this work that we do, you're not just on an island. You know, it takes a group effort. Conversely, individualism in those cultures that value that They may strongly emphasize personal goals and accomplishments. This is where a lot of time that hustle grind culture might come into effect. Like, okay, yeah, family is great, but are you that doctor? Are you that lawyer? Are you accomplishing all of those personal and professional goals that we have subscribed to you? So I could almost two sides of the coin. They should be respected. But I think as organizations, we have to also acknowledge that there are those two sides of the coin and we do have to adapt sometimes, but we should not sacrifice the work. We shouldn't sacrifice the the life and the service that we should give to our clients. Cultural approaches to stress and burnout 
also look different within the cultural realm. Various cultures have different approaches towards stress and burnout. Certain cultures focus on overcoming challenges, while others emphasize preventative measures, such as radical self-care and stress management techniques. While managing time holistically, it is crucial to incorporate strategies that align with cultural viewpoints on stress. Like it's okay to have varying viewpoints and it's even, it's wonderful if you are an organization with varying multicultural views. And we have to know that when it comes to holistic time management, every culture is going to view it differently and we have to adapt. But what should remain at the top and as a priority of the organization is ensuring that folks aren't burning out, that you are giving room for there to be balance. And that is and always should be the priority. You know, holistic time management is crucial in the field of human services and social work. And honestly, for real, real talk, I believe that holistic time management is crucial in everyone's life, regardless of the profession. Because it emphasizes maintaining a healthy work-life balance. It just does. You know, as a human service practitioner, we must prioritize our well-being to provide effective and sustainable support to others. By adopting these strategies that we went over today, we can also practice radical self-care. Because all of this is about radical self-care. Adopting these strategies also fit within a cultural context and it's vital for successful implementation. It requires an understanding of cultural norms and an openness to incorporating diverse perspectives into the workplace, on someone's life, and the well-being. You know, organizations and individuals operating in multicultural environments, which should be All organizations everywhere, because we live in a multicultural world, can benefit from fostering cultural sensitivity and integrating these insights into their holistic time management practices. Every organization has to acknowledge that if your staff is not multicultural, I promise you, your clientele is, so your staff should be too, just saying. So, your time management has to respect the many cultures that are also within your organization. We're going to be woo-woo. And if holistic time management is woo-woo, then I guess we just going to be a woo-woo podcast. Remember, radical self-care is health care and kindness is free. So do me a favor and be kind to someone today. I love you so much for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Bye. Thank you.